What is up everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office like always. Uh, the home office has turned into the guest room slash my antique junk storage room. So uh, as much as I wanted to record these from home, uh, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to. <laughs> um, but uh, hopefully you guys are having um, a good day. Uh, I am recording this on Father's Day. So uh, hopefully you guys had an enjoyable Father's Day. Uh, I am fortunate enough to have both of my parents still alive. Um, you know, I know a lot of you guys, uh, especially people I follow online, uh, there's a lot of remembrance posts and stuff. So, um, you know, for everybody out there without, a, without your dad, uh, sorry for your loss. Uh, hopefully you're remembering and uh and yeah but i like i said i'm fortunate enough to have both my parents still uh, i don't talk to them as much as i should probably but um you know how it goes so anyway i uh, appreciate everybody thanks for listening thanks for following along thank you for liking subscribing sharing and all of that um you know i i really do it for you guys and um Speaking of that, this last week, two weeks actually, we were gone at the Nationals show in Ohio, Springfield, Ohio, um, and I met a lot of uh, a lot of you guys there, a lot of listeners that had some good feedback. Um, appreciate everybody. Several of you gave me money uh, because you don't do the internet money thing so uh, you know that was appreciated as well um, Scott Colbreth got the uh, SS2 registry if you've got an SS2 uh, or just interested in them um, you go online look up Scott's uh, SS2 registry he's got uh, several of them and um, and I've known Scott for a while now uh, good guy real nice guy great great to deal with um, Scott Stroud did not see him at the show but uh, he runs a powder coat business and has also donated generously to the uh, pirate ship here so uh, appreciate you guys um, and then just a, a lot of other people that just came up and said that they listened and enjoyed them and gave me some more ideas and and that kind of thing um, so I greatly appreciate that as well. So uh, it was good seeing everybody. Um, it's good seeing the the people that don't like me. Uh, that that's another a funny phenomenon that happens where people don't particularly care for me or my business, um, but you know they think that my black truck is cool, especially with the eagle decal on it now and you know so people were like low-key kind of cold shouldering me and then going and taking pictures of my truck uh so i thought that was i thought that was kind of funny um but anyway so yeah this this episode we're just going to get into the uh, the ins and outs of our nationals trip um 
and then we'll you know cover whatever but uh yeah so um the lead up to nationals is always crazy uh we're running around trying to get parts pulled try to get the best of the best to make a good trip uh you know we never know what to take no matter what we take it's always wrong uh you know people are always asking for stuff we didn't bring uh, and then you go, oh, well, we get home, we can ship it to you. And they go, ah, nah, never mind. Like, well, I guess you didn't want it that bad. So, uh, but yeah, so we're running around like crazy. Uh, I had um, a couple of my part-time guys build some racks uh, on wheels. Took some two-by-fours and made some uprights. And <clears throat> we were able to, to stand fenders and doors upright on wheels so that when we got to the showgrounds, we were able to just unload. At least that was the plan. Um, one of the racks that Josie built um, was all, pretty much all scout stuff, and that rack got emptied out pretty much immediately. When I mean, there were guys crawling all over the trailer while we were unloading. Uh, it was kind of you know zombie apocalypse. I was like, Jesus, just let us get unloaded. You know, but guys are like, do you have this? Do you have that? What's in there? Do you need help? Like, just give us a minute. We'll get it unloaded and then you can look at it. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so we built some racks. We um, toted stuff in a way that made for easy unloading and, and display. Um, took some, some different stuff this time that... You know, I gambled on and it paid off uh, some of the grills and uh, we had a 1980 grill that uh, was a little bit questionable, but um, way better than what a lot of the stuff out there is. So, yeah, you know, that was good. Um, uh, yeah, just got, like I said, just loaded up, um, did a bunch of maintenance on the black truck, you know, oil changes, greasing. Uh, tightened up a few things, uh, fixed a, um, one of the problems I have with the black truck, or we've, we've been calling it the Screaming Eagle, but, so I may go back and forth on that name, but, uh, one of the problems I have with the Eagle is that the belt, with my alternator set up, the belts like to flop around a little bit, they don't run, um, straight and uh, yeah, I know how to describe it. I mean, they're, they're straight. They don't pull in crooked or anything like that, but they kind of flop around a little bit. Um, not across the top. It's just the, the long side that goes from the alternator back down to the crank. And, you know, we've tightened the alternator up and you can over tighten that stuff. So I try not to go crazy because I don't want to burn up the bearing on the alternator, but the belt will get to flopping around a little bit and it'll actually touch one of the uh, hoses for the the lower coolant inlet hose and uh, if you followed on any of the social medias you saw that it rubbed through last year on our way to fall rally uh, it actually whacked around enough that it touched it, it rubbed through one of the hoses so um, I, I tried to repair it, um, reroute the hose a little bit, give it a little bit more room, but it still just didn't 
work. And the only other thing I can think of is either to relocate the alternator or put in some sort of idler that carries the belt a little bit to keep it from slapping. And I didn't have time to rig up a bracket and, and everything else that goes along with that. So uh, I just changed the hose in question um, to a piece of aluminum tubing because uh, the whole system is aluminum. The whole cooling system, because the radiators in the back, is is uh, aluminum tubing with hose couplers at at various flexible points or you know or just junctions where if you needed to take it out you could. And so uh, I got rid of the ninety degree hose elbow that was being rubbed through and replaced it with a 90 degree aluminum elbow, then two little short pieces of, of hose. And uh, that seemed to fix it because the aluminum tube is a smaller diameter and, uh, and then also if the belt does touch it, of course it's not gonna rub through it. So um, there were some black marks on, the, on that aluminum tube by the end of the trip, so I know the belt was still getting out there but uh yeah so that uh, that is peace of mind like i'm not stoked that it's rubbing on it uh that's not good design and i hate to leave it that way but at the same time we were under a um time crunch and i had to just do what i had to do to get it to get it reliable because we put like five thousand miles over five thousand miles on the truck in eight days or something like that so I just needed something that I wouldn't have to worry about because I'm going to have a million other things to worry about while I'm going down the road. Uh, so did that to the truck, cleaned it out, got it ready, uh, put the platform on the back seat for the dog bed and the dog stuff. So that uh, you know, just got the black truck trip ready. Uh, same with the trailer. Just um, I added some more E-Track to the floor and bought some bracketry to mount two by fours to the e-track um, so that it made for easier loading and storage and those ended up being a lifesaver uh, really great i wish i'd done that years ago uh, and then you know greasing the bearings and and kind of getting everything on the trailer up to snuff um you know I, if you follow for any amount of time you know that i kind of overdo everything like I'm, my favorite saying is, it's not just good, it's good enough. And I hate good enough. Um, so all of my, like my trailers, like the big enclosed trailer is 28 feet uh, and it's 14,000 pound rated. And when I first got it, everybody was like, what are you doing with that behemoth? Because it's big. It's a big, it is, it is eight feet wide. It is legally, whatever the legal limit is wide. And it's six inches over height compared to your standard car trailer. And so it's just a monster. Uh, I mean, it weighs 4,000 pounds on its own, just empty. And, you know, but I wanted that for the versatility. Like I can haul a travelette. I could haul a long bed travelette in that trailer and still have room at the front for merchandise or whatever. So... I, I wanted this trailer for 
the versatility because I didn't know, you know, like when we go to these shows, I haul a lot of stuff. We take a ton of parts because like I said, if someone's going to ask for something random, I like to have a lot of variety. I just, I just like to be prepared like that. So all my stuff is overkill. Like the trailer being 14,000 pound rated. I've only two times since I've owned it in the 10 years or nine years I've had it, has it been loaded to capacity. Uh, but that being said, heavy duty means it can handle crap like the Indiana highway system. Uh, I'm sorry if you live in Indiana and you love your state, you guys got to do something about your goddamn highways. The amount of damage, like as soon as you cross into Indiana from Illinois on I-70, I think that's where it was. Uh, definitely I-70. I just don't remember what state I crossed in on. It was terrible. And I don't just mean like, you know, chop here and there, some like, you know, rough sections or whatever. I am talking about full-on sections of highway missing. Like, wheelbarrow-sized holes in the road that you just... If it's dark, like for us, we were going through in the dark, and I couldn't avoid it. Like, you're doing 70, because the black truck does 70, and you just it just comes up you know no matter how good your headlights are or whatever you don't have enough time to react except to clench your butthole and hope to god that the back tire on the trailer stays on because i know i i know it came off the ground once or twice like we hit some stuff hard and thank god no flat tires no wheel problems, no nothing with the truck. Um, and that's the other thing, you know, the, the, the Eagles got Dodge Dana 60 front end and it's got the Dana 70 HD in the back. Uh, yeah, that's a 10,000 pound GVW axle in the back. So, uh, it was, it's can handle that stuff. And like I run wheel spacers to run the bigger tires on the dualies and you know, I could have got the $90 aluminum spacers, but I got the $400 steel spacers that they use on well drilling equipment and, and other heavy, heavy use trucks. Cause I just knew that I was going to be subjecting this truck to a lot of abuse. And, and so it's, it's all peace of mind, but, um, yeah, so the drive across the country was pretty after we loaded up and we were loaded uh the drive across the country was pretty uneventful really um weather was decent hit some terrible rainstorms in wyoming uh you know dropped down in nebraska all that was good um, we had rigged up a, a platform in the trailer where we had an air mattress in our bed so we were able to sleep in the trailer just pull over and and sleep wherever which was super nice, um, just really convenient. Uh, someday I'll probably end up having like a toy hauler set up where, you know, it's like the back half is merchandise and the front half is an RV, kind of like John Glancy's book trailer. I'm not sure if, if, if anybody's ever seen that. It's just, it's like a big 
oh man, like a bloomers, you know, where the back half is a horse trailer and the front half is an RV, but but it's a car hauler kind of thing. So that's probably where I'll end up uh, when the big uh, R190 gets built, um, and I'll have a truck that's capable of pulling that kind of weight. I mean, the the black truck would probably pull it, but it wouldn't be stoked. Um, I just know that that DT360 is not enough motor in stock form to pull a 15,000 pound toy hauler. And those are, that's empty. Uh, so, you know, then you add another six, 7,000 pounds of gear or car or whatever. Uh, so I just know the black truck wouldn't be up for that. It would do it, but I would feel bad about pushing it that hard. So, like I said, I would have that the R190 medium duty truck build would be done to pull a trailer like that. But anyway, uh, sleeping in the trailer was great. Um, very comfortable compared to sleeping in the back seat of the truck, which I couldn't do because that's where the dog was. So yeah, uh, Josie did a great job setting all that up. Um, she had also pre-cooked a lot of food because we're still on the healthy living diet. So, you know, or the 1930s diet, I should say. So no, no truck stop food, no cookies, cakes, pastries, no, you know, it's just straight meat, vegetables, fruit, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So she, she pre-cooked a bunch of bacon, hard boiled a bunch of eggs, uh, you know, that kind of thing had a lot of carrots and, and, vegetables cut up for us already so that was a lifesaver as far as just you know food on the road because when I'm moving down the road like I don't like to stop a lot <laughs> surprise surprise um, and so you know having all that stuff at our fingertips was, was really nice um, but yeah the truck did great pulling the passes in Wyoming um didn't get hot uh got some big rainstorms but nebraska was good a couple of rainstorms in nebraska it's funny going through the country this time of year because normally we go back later in the summer and by then the corn is all seven feet tall and you can't see anything so this time uh the corn was only a foot tall and you could see all the farms and all the stuff and so it was a nice change of scenery um because normally like I-80 through Nebraska and stuff like that is just pretty boring because all you're seeing is a wall of green corn and the tops of barns. Um, so so to see the communities and stuff, it was pretty nice. Um, but yeah, made it into Ohio, uneventful, got to the showground early for once, um, started to unload and we found out that someone had said that the swap meet was going to be on asphalt but it wasn't we were on gravel and not just regular gravel but like weird sized like river rock mixed with three-quarter minus like just a weird mixture of gravel and rock and stone you east coasters call it stone i guess uh, and so uh, unloading our carts was, was tough because the, one of them had too small of wheels and we couldn't roll it very well in the, in the gravel. So it was a little bit of a challenge to unload that stuff. But once we got the rack set up, 
people were really impressed with them and thought it was really neat. And I liked it because people could actually look at the part they wanted, hold it in their hand, and then put it back where it was instead of just having everything piled up on the ground. Um, so it, it definitely worked out a lot better. Uh, Josie's stuff on the table came out great. Lots of chrome, a lot of mirrors. We sold a bunch of emblems and truck mirrors and things like that. So it was good. Good to see everybody. A lot of people came over initially. Um, you know, John Glancy from Super Scout and Jeff from IH Parts America, and Nelson from IH Gear, and uh, Sean from Anything Scout, of course. Uh, like, got to look at the race car, race truck again. Um, spent a lot of time with Sean. Um, I'm really enjoying developing that friendship because um, I'm not sure early on how he felt about us. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't asked him about it, but uh, I'm not sure. Like a lot of people, I'm not sure how they felt of, about us kind of coming onto the scene because the more, you know, you can only put so many straws in one cup. And, you know, the more IH businesses pop up, the, you know, the lower the water level gets. And so, uh, you know, I could, I understand why maybe people weren't stoked about us years ago, but we're becoming a fixture in the community. And so I think a lot of people have just accepted it and whatnot. But anyway, I got to see all these guys and, um, you know, we sold really well on that Friday and then came back for Saturday and, and was selling selling pretty good. It sold a lot of our new stuff, the medicine cabinets, the power brake kits, um, selling that stuff, the light bar brackets, like just good sellers there. Uh, I was invited to the uh, quote unquote, ask the experts round table discussion. Um, that was always fun. I did that a couple of years ago. Uh, and it's interesting seeing how we're all kind of in our own wheelhouse. Like uh, someone asked a question about LSs and it handed the mic right to Mike Moore uh, from ScoutCo. And somebody asked a question about like maintenance on 44s and it went to Jeff at IH Parts. And then someone asked a travel all question and they just automatically handed the mic to me. Uh, so it's kind of funny to see how, you know, we're all kind of starting to fill our niches a little bit more. Uh, I'm hoping to grow out of that. Uh, I'd like to be known as the well-rounded all IH shop and not just the truck and travel all guy, but uh, you know, either way, I'm happy to be be part of it but there, that was fun there's a lot of good questions um no one recorded it which is also good because i'm pretty sure i insulted the entire audience more than once um, which is just what i do <laughs> um so yeah show was good the hotel we were staying in was a little bit far away from the showground so that was kind of a you know you had to truck back and forth um, but the hotel was nice uh it's a, that's always a encouraging thing you know it, it sucks when you work all day talk all day spend all day you know hustling and then you come back to some crappy you know super nine motel and you're like ah chasing the roaches out of your bathroom so yeah so it was nice 
they would come back to that. Uh, and then, yeah, man, we just closed up on, packed up early Sunday morning because of weather forecast said it was going to be terrible. And it was, man, we, they said it was supposed to start raining at 11 and like 11.05 it started raining. So, uh, we got packed up just in time and, uh, and got out. I, I worked a deal with Ryan at Harvester Homecoming that to let us drop our bulky merchandise at the Fort Wayne Museum because we will be back in Fort Wayne in August. And so Ryan let me drop, uh, drop all the big carts of stuff there because we didn't sell we still have a bunch of d-series doors and fenders that we didn't sell so um drop those at homecoming and uh some other stuff and then uh we headed north to chicago and went through chicago to uh mchenry illinois and picked up a travelette from uh, a good customer there that we will be doing a um, full restoration resto mod on, and uh, and and it's exciting to see that he has a very nice collection, and I'm stoked to be part of that collection. Uh, so that'll be fun one to do, um, and then headed down to Sycamore, Illinois, which is only about 45 minutes away from McHenry and went to tin man's garage uh i've known brian for a few years now they do redonkulously high-end restoration and hot rod builds and i mean like high-end you know and they've got the shop full of power hammers and planishing hammers and all the stuff to make every panel from scratch and it's beautiful um so i went down there and and showed josie their shop and how their mezzanine setup is and how everything's on wheels and and all that and uh and so she thought that was cool i picked up some tools from brian uh, some radius gauges and things so we could up our sheet metal game here as well um because being the truck and travel all guy we got to make this stuff from scratch a lot of times and so um you know having the right tools is important so we went down after sycamore uh headed down into iowa and uh, we swung by antique archaeology which is the storefront for american pickers uh there's i guess they have a couple of stores but the one in iowa was the first one i guess so I went there, uh, looked at some of their stuff. It was interesting, kind of neat, seeing a few things. Uh, gave us some ideas for our own store and our own setup. Um, but yeah, Josie wanted to see that. We've both enjoyed that show, and it's it's neat. So uh, you know, it was cool to see some of the stuff you, you remember seeing from the shows. You know, when you're like, oh, I remember the episode where they got that, and then you see it in there showroom and it's kind of neat uh, and so after that um oh one thing i wanted to say uh was that yes we were we're on our diet uh we're you know <clears throat> trying to be healthy and conscious and just eat like you would have eaten a hundred years ago but also we did go to waffle house uh twice <laughs> so 
<laughs> but uh, you know, you got to live a little bit. And uh, no, I did not get my hash browns captain covered. I uh, just got them straight. But it did have a waffle uh, with a lot of syrup. And uh, it was wonderful. And I do enjoy our trips back east because, you know, Waffle House is it's just one of those institutions that you have to visit. you got to be part of. So, um, love love the Waffle House. But anyway, so the he we headed home, um, stayed at a couple hotels. We did take, we decided to take the scenic route um, through Nebraska. Did the, uh, or no, I'm sorry, back up. Iowa. We stayed in Avoca, Iowa, which is where Farmall Land used to be um, before they closed up, retired. Um, but we went to Walnut, which is Antique City, is what they call that on the highway. Um, rolled through a couple of antique stores there, ate breakfast there. Um, picked up a couple more of the green barn lights that I'm madly in love with. And Josie saw some stuff and, and, you know, we bought a few things. Uh, I don't like to spend a lot of money on these trips because I don't know what could happen. I might have to dump a thousand dollars on a tow truck or something. So I try to limit my fun expenditures, um, on when we're, we're on these trips. But anyway, got, uh, got, some stuff there just had fun you know it's just neat to walk through these old towns and see stuff and talk to some old timers and then um yeah so then we we headed out went to uh went through nebraska took the lincoln highway through most of nebraska uh which is a really nice drive you go through a lot of small towns and the you hit the back sides of the larger town like sydney and ogallala um so you kind of see them from a different angle. So I, I encourage you to take the, the Lincoln Highway through Nebraska instead of just I-80. Um, and then, yeah, back up into Wyoming and stayed in uh, Laramie and then headed home. Uh, the highway was closed outside of uh, Ontario, Oregon uh, on your way to Burns. So we took the super scenic route around, went through uh, Jordan Valley, which is a really tiny rodeo town, ranching town out in the middle of nowhere, Eastern Oregon. Um, if you are on social media, check out my pictures from there on, on Instagram. Um, kind of neat. And then uh, made it home. Uh, got home at like one o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, Wednesday night, Wednesday or Thursday morning, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a, it was a drive. Um, definitely put the miles on the truck. I'm happy how everything went. Uh, truck did great. Trailer did great. The stuff rode pretty good. Uh, Josie's a trooper. Couldn't have done it without her. The dog did fine. Um, a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm stoked about how everything went, but Anyway, so that was the extent of our Nationals trip. Uh, you know, thanks to John Glancy for, you know, his whole crew for putting on the National show. Um, you know, all the people we saw there, Sean and Jeff and my brother from another mother, Michael. Um, yeah, just everybody. I'm sorry if I left you out, but 
grateful to see everyone. Thanks for all of the support and love. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just awesome. And so we'll be back in August for the Harvester Homecoming. But uh, anyway, I uh, appreciate everybody. I'm going to wrap this up. So thanks again for all of it. And until next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard. Thank you.